tonight called deprivation. Open your Bibles to John chapter number 4, verses 1 through 15. And so I've got literally 14 minutes to bring you the Word of God tonight. So we're going to go over. I'm just going to let you know. Um, so as we jump into this new series called Deprivation, a few quick announcements. Uh, we have some Festival of Plates tickets still available for Friday night. If you would like to uh, get a Festival of Plates ticket, we got Miss Andrea. Wave your hand in the back. That's Miss Andrea Griggs. This is Miss Sherry Tmeyer up here. Wave your hand. If you would like to get a ticket to Festival of Plates, please see them right after service tonight because this is an awesome women's outreach ministry that we do every single year, and they can take care of you for Friday night. If you could like to come on Thursday night, they'll put your name on a waiting list as all the tickets are sold and as a ticket becomes available, we'll be able to put your name on a waiting list and get that taken care of for you. Also, if you would like to go on the Big Tuna Fishing Trip still, we still have a, one spot available. Pastor Derek Dillon's in the back. Derek, raise your hand. Men, if you want to go on that to this men's retreat, meet up with him. And if you're visiting with us tonight, thank you so much for being here. We hope that you've been made to feel welcome. Grab that card out of the chair in front of you. Fill it out. Bring it to either information center on either side of the worship center that you're in. We got a gift for you from the church information about TWBC, how you can be here with us. And we don't take up a formal tithe and offering on Wednesday night, but if you would like to give, there's a mailbox on the back wall. You can drop your tithes and offerings in there, and God will bless your life. Also, Be the Service is right around the corner. We are 18 days away from delivering 1,200 Thanksgiving meals all across the Northeast Texas area with 14 other churches. If you haven't bought your Be the Service ticket, see Pastor Hunter Elliott right there in the purple shirt right after church tonight. Hunter, raise your hand high. He's going to be at the reach, or the uh, be the service table back there where we can get you in touch with how you can deliver a Thanksgiving meal to a family. So now that I've given you plenty of time to find John chapter number four, verse number one, say I'm there. there. Say I'm ready. All right, let's do this. Let's get hydrated tonight. The title of this morning's message, or the tonight's message, is called Dehydration. And the Bible says this in John chapter four, verse one. When Jesus learned, now see, I like that. Jesus learned something. I'm just going to leave it at that. Some of y'all are like, what? I don't get it. Jesus, everybody thinks that Jesus knew everything all the time. He just says Jesus learned something. When Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was, making, uh, was bat- making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. And he had to pass through Samaria. Everybody say had to. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar near the field of Jacob that had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well and it was about the sixth hour and a woman from Samaria came to draw water and Jesus said to her give me a drink for his disciples had gone into the city to buy food and the Samaritan woman said to him how is it how is it that you a Jew ask uh, for me a drink from a woman of Samaria for the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans and Jesus answered her if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you give me a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water everybody say living water and the woman said to him sir you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep where do you get this living water are you greater than our father Jacob he gave us this well and drank from it himself as did as did his sons and his livestock and Jesus said to her everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again 
But whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here and draw water again. And so I love this message tonight and I love the series that we're jumping into. Pastor Jeff does an amazing job organizing all of our Wednesday night series. And we're going to talk about a series over the next six weeks called Deprivation. And this is what your body is deprived of many times. We're going to talk about things like dehydration, starvation, asphyxiation, some other things like that over the next six weeks. And we want you to realize that there may be times in your life, even as a believer, that you could be fully involved in church and in ministry and doing a lot of things. But like tonight, you can find yourself dehydrated. And I wanted you to look at the chart on your handout. If you haven't got a handout tonight, hold your hand up real high. Man, you guys are awesome. We got one right over here that needs a handout. You guys rock and make sure everybody gets handouts. And so um, I want you to look at the signs of dehydration just for a moment as we're launching into tonight's message. You see the far left column and it says status. What's the status of your life or the condition, uh, the condition of your, uh, your eyes, your mouth, your, your thirst, your skin, and you need to decide. And so some of the things as you move over, if you have no dehydration, or some dehydration or severe dehydration under the status of your condition. If you have no dehydration, you're well and you're alert. If you have some dehydration, you're restless and irritable. See, some of y'all's problems was you just need to get some water, right? If it was, some of y'all are thinking, if it was only that simple, it may be only that simple by the time we get done tonight. Severe hydration, dehydration means you're lethargic, unconscious, even floppy. Now that's a different floppy than floppy, but we're gonna, because I'm short on time, I'm going to leave that alone. And then you go to the status of your eyes, your tears. If you're normal and you're hydrated, your tears are present. If you're somewhat dehydrated, your eyes are sunken in and tears are not so present. If you have severe dehydration, your eyes are very sunken in and um, they're, they're, you don't have any tears at all and it's hard for you to even get your eyes to function right. And so your mouth and your tongue, if you're hydrated, you have moist tongue and mouth. If you're some dehydration, it's dry. And if severe dehydration, it's very dry. Your thirst, if you have no dehydration, you drink normally and you're not thirsty. Some dehydration, you're thirsty and you drink eagerly. Severe dehydration um, is you drinks poorly and not able to drink. Now I wanna stop right there for a moment. The very thing that you need, your body is incapable of doing on its own to get you back to the place in your life where you can be fully hydrated. Did you catch that? When you are so dehydrated and thirsty, you drink poorly or you're not able to drink at all. And that's why when you're severely hydrated and you go to the hospital, they give you what, nurses? IVs because you're unable to get hydrated on your own again. When you pinch your skin, if the color comes back quickly, you're hydrated. If it comes back slowly, you're suffering from some dehydration. If it goes back very slowly, you could be severely dehydrated. And by the end of tonight, I want you to see if you are spiritually hydrated, spiritually somewhat dehydrated, or if you are very dehydrated spiritually. And in this process, I need you to realize your condition. Spiritually, what condition or category do you you fall into? Are you well alert as a spiritual believer? Are you well and alert in your spiritual walk? Are you well and alert and alive and awake and you're sensitive to the things of God, such as when you're walking through the grocery store and you hear the whisper of God and he says, turn and pray for so-and-so, or do you got to wait for God to say, wake up? I would have screamed really loud, but I didn't want to like shock all you guys. 
See, if you can hear the whisper of God, you're alert, you're alive, you're awake. But if God has to shake you and get your attention and something drastic has to happen in your life for you to awaken to the things of God, you may be suffering some, from severe dehydration. 1 Peter 5, 8 says this, Be alert and be of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for who he may devour. The purpose why you need to be fully hydrated in your spiritual walk. And Jesus says, I am that living water. The purpose of it is not just so you can be a mighty person in the kingdom of God, but when you start suffering from somewhat dehydrated to a little more dehydrated to severe dehydration, you become susceptible to this person, your enemy, the devil, who prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. See, the purpose of your hydration is not only so you can press forward with the kingdom of God, it's so you don't fall into the traps and the, uh, the susceptible things that your flesh is susceptible to when you become dehydrated. I know when I become dehydrated spiritually, I'm susceptible to things that normally I'm not susceptible to when I know I'm hydrated spiritually. For example, what is that? I know when I get dehydrated spiritually, I get very, um, how do you say it? Uh, logic-minded rather than spirit-led. Yeah, I'll just be honest with you how my mind works. I am very logic-minded and business-minded in the way I think. And so I know when I'm getting spiritually dehydrated, I start evaluating everything through a business mind, not a ministry mind. Right. Come on now, I'm just being honest with you. This is how Joel's mind operates, which puts me in a very legalistic way of running the church and operating in the church. And so I am quickly have a great staff around me that says, Pastor, <laughs> I think we're missing it a little bit. Sometimes it's not quite so gentle, right? Joel, I think you may be off a little bit because it's good in logic, but it re isn't really the spirit of things. And I need you to evaluate your own life because what, what, what you become susceptible to, if you'll recognize when you start falling into your greatest area of susceptibility, you could be evaluating, am I hydrated or not? Because when your spirit is strong and you're fully hydrated, you're not going to be susceptible to the things that you are when you're dehydrated. Amen. Am I correct? And so in this, I need you to check out your condition. And so the first condition we're going to look at is the first condition on that chart. Let's look at the condition of your eyes just for a moment. Your eyes, they're the window to your soul. You know how I can tell when some of you are healthy? Because I can look you right in the eye and Jeff will not break eye contact. I can look some of you others in the eye and you're like, <laughs> right? It's like, don't look at me. Why? I'm not that mean of a person and I hope I'm not mean at all. But it says the eyes are the window to your soul. And many people who can't make eye contact, it means that you're ashamed of something. There's something hiding in you. It's like, oh, they're seeing right through me. We're not seeing right through you. We're just trying to look at you. <laughs> it's your insecurity that's making you go, right? And so in that, I need you to check your eye condition. Check your soul condition because your eyes are the window to your soul. Now listen to this. Luke 11:34 says, your eye is the lamp of your whole body. When your eyes are healthy, hydrated, your whole body is also full of light. Amen. See, spiritually, Jesus said, I'm the living water. When you are spiritually hydrated and healthy, your eyes will be full of light. When you're spiritually on track and spiritually on course, your eyes literally look different. I promise they do. If you haven't noticed that, you need to find when you're in a bad place to look in the mirror, and you need to find when you're in a good place to look in the mirror, and you'll notice the difference in your own eyes because the eyes are the windows to the soul. And it says, but when they are unhealthy, your body is also full of darkness. 
See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. It goes on to say, and if that light in you be darkness, how great is the darkness? If even the darkness look, what it's saying is, is if even the dark things of the world look right to you, you're so messed up that the dark things look light. Mm. It's not far off from America today. Hey, come on now. I ain't calling nobody out. I'm just telling you the truth. It's just where we're at in society. Now listen to this. If you go back up, the sin that used to break your heart, it doesn't even bother you today. Let's check your eye condition. The things that used to break your heart when you first got born again, which would bring you to tears when you first got born again, it doesn't even bother some of you today. You have an eye condition. What things break your heart? Kind of apparent with me tonight. I didn't mean to do that. But at least you know something breaks my heart. At least you know I'm sensitive enough to the Spirit of God and there's enough light in my eyes that when something breaks my heart, I can still be... And in fact, I'm more easily moved to tears today for things of the kingdom of God than I ever have been in my life. See, me and my wife got this joke five years ago. I don't know if she ever saw me cry before five years ago. And then when she does see me cry, she knows this is a big deal. When you see Pastor Joel have a tear, that's a big thing. <laughs> not, not a bunch of tears, because I don't lose it in front of people often. But when I have more than one tear, you're witnessing like miracle walk on water stuff, because I don't do that in front of people. It doesn't happen. I don't do it hardly in private. It's not that I got emotional baggage and I'm not in touch with my emotions. It's that it takes a lot to move me into the realm of the spirit enough to let my emotions be affected by it because I'm not a person and you don't need to be a person who dictates your life by your emotions. You need to be led by the spirit of God and enjoy the emotions that come with a movement of the spirit of God. And if that is tears, enjoy the tears. But if that's joy, enjoy the joy. If that's a smile, put a smile on your face. Because I've learned a long time ago that if I let my emotions be my thermostat of how spiritually intact I am, I'm going to be all over the map like a crazy person. Right? But if I let my spirit dictate when I'm spiritually intact, when I'm spiritually hydrated, it's going to be a whole different world than we've ever seen in our life. Now let's go down to your mouth. Do you bring life? Do your words bring life or are they dry, unfruitful words? The Bible says this in Proverbs 18, 21. Life and death are in, the, are, are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. I'm going to jump on down to verse uh, James 3 and 6. And then I'll go back and explain some of this. I'm going to tell big time on myself with this one so y'all get ready. James 3, 6, it says, And the tongue is a fire. A world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. Some of y'all are like, I don't like James no more. You need to learn to love James. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, he'll put some sobriety back in your Americanism Christianity. That's right. Real quick. And I'm telling you, he's a good read. And it says... For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and, and, and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil 
full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse the people who are made in the likeness of God himself. That means your brothers and sisters in Christ. For from the same, um, for from the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brother, these things ought not be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh water and salt water? Hmm. Let's just go home. That's good. I'm blessed after just reading that. Here's what it says. It says, no man can tame the tongue. I can tell when your spiritual walk is better because you talk different. That's right. That's good. And I can tell when your spiritual walk isn't so good because you talk different. The Bible said this, Jesus said this, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Joel understands when Joel's spiritually in the right place because my greatest strength is my greatest weakness. My greatest source to bring God glory is my mouth because I preach with it. My greatest source to destroy everything I've done in my life is with my mouth. See, your greatest strength in your life is also your greatest weakness. Your greatest strength in your life will also bring you to the greatest place of susceptibility to say things Joel shouldn't say. Right? And so I know when I'm spiritually off and my wife can tell you when I'm spiritually off because I'll talk to her different. I'll be short with her, right? I'm just being honest. I mean, I can lie to you and say, man, I don't ever have this problem. I'm so kind and sweet and loving to my wife. She never has a problem with a word that I say, <laughs> right? I'm a, it's, an, it's an example. I'm just making sure lightning ain't coming through. Y'all be glad God's a good aim. Amen. But I'm telling you, my greatest strength is my greatest weakness. My wife knows when I'm off because she knows I start talking different. She knows I start complaining more. She knows I start griping about work more, not talking about the glory of the church more, right? See, she knows when I'm off because when I'm off, I come to home and I say what kind of day work was. She knows when I'm on because I come home and say how great church is. Do you see the difference? See, when I'm spiritually hydrated, it's church. When I'm spiritually dehydrated, it's just work. Right. Amen. I mean, I am telling on myself so much right now. I'm almost uncomfortable. I'm so vulnerable at the moment. <laughs> But I'm telling you this because I need you to find in your own life, are you hydrated or somewhat hydrated or dehydrated in your life? And now listen, on some of these things, um, this next one is awesome. Uh, I think it's the next one. It goes back to the condition, the very top one. Irritable and restless. You know how people know when you're irritable and restless? By what you say. By what Joel says, my wife knows if I'm somewhat dehydrated, irritable, restless, or absolute a bear when I come home, right? And she, she says this, you just need to get away. <laughs> What's that candy bar? Get away, take a break, Snickers. Like, yeah. Hey, Jesus needs to be your spiritual Snickers. That's a good one for who's ever doing starvation out there, preaching. Watch the words you say. Now let's talk about thirst for a minute. Where do you get that living water? Now, the account we just read of in the Gospel of John, chapter number 4, verses 1 through 15, where do you get that living water? You had two people. You had Jesus and the woman. One needed water. The other had thirst. Spiritually, this is huge, night and day. Jesus just needed water. He didn't have thirst. Even though it said he was thirsty and wearied from his journey, his thirst was physical. But the woman had a spiritual thirst. The Bible says this um, in, in, in the first part of Matthew chapter 5. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. She knew the Bible, but she still had thirst. Now, right here, I got a bottle of water. What do I need to do if I'm going to quench a thirst? Open it and drink it. The problem with the woman is she knew the Bible. 
You know the Bible. You can open it and read it. The problem is, unless you open it and drink it, I'm never going to get what's in it. You can open it and open this and read the logos and never be thir- and, and still be dehydrated when you get done. But if you open this and begin to seek the Father's heart on it and get the rhema, the revealed word of it, it's the same thing I used with the Chick-fil-A example a couple Sunday mornings ago. You never get the Chick-fil-A sandwich in the bag with the wrapper on it and take a bite of the Chick-fil-A sandwich. It would look absolutely crazy to you guys if I walked through this whole sanctuary doing this with the lid on. But that's what many of you do with the Bible. You're like... And the lid's still on. And you wonder why you're still thirsty. And you wonder why your addictions aren't going away. And you wonder why your problems aren't going away. It's because you're trying to drink like this. That's right. You're trying to eat the Chick-fil-A sandwich with the wrapper still on. The, the difference between what Jesus had is he knew how to drink and the woman just wanted water. But Jesus said, the water that you're getting isn't going to quench your thirst. But the water that I'm going to get you, it'll become a spring welling up into eternal life. The reason you know when you're getting hydrated in your life is because you're not just not thirsty. You're pouring water out of you, not just putting water into you. Come on now. That's a good word. So what I need you to begin to understand is your output will determine what your input is. And if you ever want to see what you're inputting, look at your output. Come on now. If you don't like the output of your life, check your input. If you don't like what's coming out of the springs of your life, what you drinking? You drinking Facebook? But there's good stuff on Facebook. There's a lot of crap on Facebook. And just because you see one meme of a scripture on Facebook doesn't mean you're hydrated. That's like dying of thirst in a desert and getting a water dropper. Bloop. When you need a straight up IV. And what do I mean by IV? I'll get to it here in just a second. Because one of the conditions was, I'll get to it now. One of the conditions was, you're so thirsty you can't even drink for yourself. You need an IV. How do you get an IV? You can pull up our TWBCSS app, open up any chapter in the Bible, hit the little ear thing at the top, and it'll play it to you. You don't even have to read it yourself. I don't recommend that be your source of input of not reading it yourself. You need to grow up in the Word of God and be able to read it and digest it and drink for yourself. But if you're not there yet, I'm not condemning you that you're not there yet. I'm saying start where you're at. And if you just got to listen to it, start listening to it. Change the music station on your car to something that glorifies God and builds up your spirit. Put some, put, all of you have, most of you have Bluetooth. Download 25 songs of Elevation Worship and Bethel Music and Hillsong Worship and play that over and over and over and get the right input coming in and you'll notice the right stuff to start coming out but the problem is many of you you're trying to put it in but you're putting it in like this and you're getting nothing even though you're playing Christian music all day long what's the difference you need to say father open up my spiritual mouth to drink in the living water of life and you need to be intentional about the process that you're going into don't just open it and go for a lucky dip I'm telling you some of you just I'm going to do a crazy sermon like this one time, so don't hold this one fully to me yet. But you just open it up and hope to find the spring of life. Right. Won't you ask God where you need to start reading? Yeah. Well, Pastor, I don't even know how to hear from God. Well, how have you been listening for God? See, he'll talk to you if you'll listen. That's right. And I believe God will even talk as loud as he needs to to get your attention for the first time. But when he gets your attention, you need to tune in to how he got it. Start listening for him. 
And watch what he begins to show you in it. See, there were two people. Jesus needed water. The other woman had a thirst. I believe today in this church there are people who are very, very thirsty, even on the lines of severe dehydration, where you may need to go to the IV route. And that's okay. Why do you think we record every one of our messages? You need to listen to them 25 times each until you start getting something out of it. Well, every time I read the Bible, I fall asleep. Well, then, why you tell me you have trouble sleeping? No lie. I've talked to a person before. Well, I just can't sleep. Well, how's your quiet time? How's that going? Well, every time I read the Bible, I fall asleep. That may be the answer to your question. Yeah. You think I'm funny. I'm being serious. If every time you read the Bible, you fall asleep, but when you don't read the Bible, you can't fall asleep. That's like when I'm preaching a message on Sunday morning, and it's crazy, and it's crazy as can be, and everybody's laughing and clapping, and a little baby over there sleeping. How is that possible? Same way, the peace of God sets in, and he fulfills your life. All right, I'm going to wrap this thing up, because you just to be done, and, we're, and we don't get out later than them, because I hear about it the next day. The final way is this, the skin pinch. When your life gets in a pinch, how quickly do you return to normal? When your life gets in a pinch, how quickly do you return to normal? But here's the question, what is normal? What is normal? When your life gets in a pinch, Mitch, come on up right quick if you and the worship team want to come. How quickly do you return to normal? But what is normal? 2 Corinthians 6, 4 says this, But as servants of God, commend, uh, commend ourselves in every way by great endurance and afflictions and hardships and calamities and beatings and imprisonments and in riots and in labors and in sleepless nights and in hunger, by purity, pure knowledge, pure patience, pure kindness in the Holy Spirit, genuine love by truthful speech and the power of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. With weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left through honor and dishonor through slander and praise we are treated as impostors yet are true as unknown and yet are well known as dying and behold we live as punished yet we are not killed as sorrowful yet always rejoicing as poor yet making many rich as having nothing yet possessing everything how you react to your situation will define you in every situation How you react in the pinch of life will define who you are in the rest of your life. When everything in your world is falling apart, how you respond will dictate how hydrated you are. How you respond to the moment will tell you everything about your moment. And when you hear about the stories of the video we just saw, and when you hear about the story of some of my pastor friend in South Sudan, and these guys trying to cross borders, they've gone through all this crazy stuff that you just read about, but yet they're pressing on. I can tell even though their conditions aren't great, their hydration is phenomenal. Yeah. Because your kid got in trouble at school today, you lost it and lost every part of your life. (laughs) Because how you reacted determined your hydration level. So I got to wrap this up real quick. So how are you drinking? What's happening in your life? I'm going to give you the opportunity to stand right now.